Yo and hello! Welcome back to Podcast Free Roscoe. I'm Sammy. And I'm Jody. And we're wondering, do you remember Radio Free Roscoe? It's a good one. It's got good, good kids. <laughs> it's pretty good. That's about it. Bye! <laughs> that, that's all we had to say. Sometimes a podcast is 15 seconds long, and that's fine. So this week we're looking at Season 2, Episode 4, These Bossy Boots Are Made For Walking. What a title. First aired September 10th, 2004. It was written by Paul Pogue and Jane Ford and directed by John Bell, who also has directing credits for How to Be Indie, The Zack Files, a ton of CanCon around that time, and also SETV. Oh, really? That's awesome. Our classic Canadian sketch show. This episode also features guest appearances by Jordan Barker as Kevin Wagner. Uh, I couldn't find a ton of information about Jordan Barker. And also our second band of the show, following up the kind of precedent, I guess, set by last episode of having some bands in the show. But we've got the appearance of The Pettit Project. Oh, man. So they're a Toronto pop punk band active from 1999 to 2015. They rebranded in 2008 to Love You to Death. And honestly, like, you know how hard I bumped 99 Lives because of this show. (laughs) Like, yes. I remember the, the mix CDs that I make as a kid. I remember 99 Lives being on it. And, like, other songs that were on from RFR. Definitely um, One Marathon by Represent Review. Definitely a couple of Trues tracks because of this show. Oh, yeah. 99 Lives is is such a bop. So thank you, Petta Project. And thank you, Ready Free Roscoe, for bringing it to me. Spirit dances tonight. The gym isn't decorated yet. What was I thinking? Mm, that's what happens when you give a Kim Carlisle task to someone who isn't Kim Carlisle. So our cold open for the show sets up that the school dance is coming up. And Kim Carlisle has kind of taken over the organization of it. And she's going to get everything under control. And Waller says, well, I need I need you to have a grade 9 co-chair because I want to give the impression that this dance is for all ages. And she's like, okay, fine. I'll just grab the first person i run into and who does she run into it's robbie these two just keep running into each other literally and so waller says basically you've been drafted to help co-chair the dance so and robbie's just elated he he can't wait hey so we going to this thing a team of wild horses can drag me to that dance Ooh, that would be an entrance then we hop over to ray and lily and travis talking about the dance asking you know ray's like so are we going to this thing <laughs> like as a love triangle <laughs> we'll, we'll like middle school dance it but we'll like all have arms on each other's circles and we'll basically just be a football huddle and we'll yes. just kind of sway back and forth yeah a little football huddle oh Man, junior high dancing. Ooh. And Lily says, no, we're, we've got the Pettit Project. Uh, they're this band that's doing an early set at Mickey's. It's going to be great. And it turns out Lily's been trying to contact their manager to get an interview for RFR, and it hasn't been working. So I guess that's our, our B-plot conflict is they got to talk to the Pettit Project because they're this super cool band. My major problem with this whole thing is that the school hallways are so decorated. There are streamers everywhere. There are like little like rainbow, like foldy tissue paper um, decorations against a bunch of lockers. There's just all over the ceilings, all over the stairs. Why? Why did they decorate? They didn't decorate this much for the pep rally. And that's like their, their big thing. Like, I've never seen a school hallway decorated for a high school dance. I've never seen a school gym decorated for a high school dance. Yeah, it's a lot. 
Now I'm just thinking of that weird janitor and he's going to be like cleaning up the flowers and saying, good on you, son, to the oh, kids God. who are making out uh, dance. No. <laughs> yes, the, the cafeteria ladies at the school deserve better and the janitors deserve worse. <laughs> okay, and that was the Pettit Project. Their sound is awesome. It's a cool mix of techno pop and punk with the slightest little itty bitty, say it to me, Shady. A's rock. Oh, yeah. We go to the radio station where they're playing the Pettit Project. Shady Lane mentions that she's trying to get an interview with them. And Travis and Ray, both seeing how much this means to Lily, they're both trying to scheme to, like, figure out a way to get an interview with the Pettit Project. Ray says, why don't I go early and just walk right up to the band and see if they'll do an interview? And Lily's like, oh, that would be nice. Meanwhile, Travis is making, like, a sneaky phone call, pretending to, like, work for the record company or something and, like, trying to be like, oh, there's this underground radio station that's bugging the band and you should interview them. (laughs) I I do remember this scene, though, because, like, they're talking about the band on the, the radio and... Travis and Lily are kind of like talking about like oh like the perfect fusion of genres and they're like right. kind of bonding over music and then Ray jumps in trying to like be educated he's like no you can really hear the influences of everything from the White Stripes to <laughs> Hillary Duff and as like a major Hillary Duff fan at the time that the show was hearing I was like oh my god they said Hillary Duff as if like <laughs> as if Hillary Duff was the niche thing of these two right there's definitely this moment where Lily and Travis are like bonding over their knowledge of music and Ray kind of like looks on sadly. He's like, well, I'm cool too. <laughs> I know music things. What is this? It looks like you found these tissue paper flowers in an old man's cardigan. Then we head over to the gym where Kim is making everybody's life a nightmare <laughs> as they're trying to get the gym so, again, so ostentatiously decorated for this one dance. And, you know... Kim will say something really harsh and Robbie kind of just follows her around and tries to like say something like, you know, to try and mollify things a little bit. And then Kim calls like a five minute dinner break. We see Ed and Ted for the first time in like forever who are helping out with the dance. Ted's hair is like jet black. And I'm kind of wondering if this is like his dark oracle hair that he just like couldn't die back. Ooh, that's a good point. It's also very voluminous. Like yes. I, I get this aura that Ted has gotten more powerful since the last time we saw him. Oh, you're right. He turns around. There's like so many post-it notes, like safety pin to his back. Is that what you think his power is? <laughs> but like, but the but the souls of the of the, the souls he absorbs are, are the souls post-it notes. Yes, they've been trapped in the post-it notes that are now pinned to him. All right, the soul will be, will be back in five minutes. Um, and uh, I was dumb. Well, look who stayed behind. I bet we could find something productive to do. Ravi and Kim, like you know are obviously trying to steal away little moments. We kind of leave the scene just as it seems like they're about to have a kiss while they're, everyone else is, no. <laughs> what did you say kiss so stupid? Oh, I'm sorry. Have you ever said uh, the word kiss without going to ask? They're trying to have kisses. Oh, boy. You, yeah. you are always the romantic. I know. Yeah, Robbie and Tim. Robbie and Tim. <laughs> Robbie and Tim. <laughs> Robbie and his on to four. On here to four. On to four scene character. Tim Carlisle. Kim's Robbie and Kim are trying to steal away little moments 
uh, while they're <laughs> while they're decorating the gym, and Kim is making it awful and stressful for everyone. It's perfect that it's the perfect time to have a kiss. <laughs> decorating <God>. the gym. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm heading to Mickey's. You know, with my charm, who knows? Maybe I could even get them to uh, call in. Back in the station, Ray's like, I'm going to run over to the band right now and try and get them uh, an interview. And <laughs> Lily's like, okay, but don't mention Hillary Duff because it's Hillary Duff. <laughs> like, ew, it's Hillary Duff. Uh, meanwhile, Travis gets a call back and he's beaten Ray to it. He's managed to book an interview with the Pettit Project. So Ray's, of course, dejected and Lily is super excited. And she's like, what am I going to say? As co-chairs of this whole event, people are going to expect us to have the first dance. Which means we could dance together without officially dancing together. What? Yeah. When has that ever happened? And now the people who organize the dance, the student council, everybody. Everybody gather around and watch these two dance like royalty. And now they're married. But they they have a little moment where they're, you know, talking about, ooh, we, we get to dance together. And it's not like faux pas because Kim's older, whatever, high school uh, politics. stupid inflated thing where it's like, oh, we're from other worlds. <laughs> <laughs> but it very quickly turns into them arguing, as always, where um, Kim's annoyed with Robbie for repeating what she says in, like, a more wishy-washy way, and he gets mad at her for, you know, being such a drill sergeant and being really unkind to people, and it turns into a whole fight and ends up with him saying she has no friends, and meanwhile, this whole dance committee is just kind of staring on at the two of them. Uh, pardon me, excuse me, coming through, principal coming through, excuse me, pardon me. Walter makes his way through with Kevin Wagner, who I guess is the big act of the dance, and... He's got kind of a douche bro look about him. And he proves himself to be extra douchey <laughs> when Kim's like, okay, we can do a live interview on Cougar Radio. And he's like, uh, can we get River Pierce to do it? He's my brother's friend <laughs> or something. <laughs> like, who's this asshole like, coming and being like, can I have this random guy interview me instead? I, I do really like the continued, I think we brought up River Pierce in like every episode of this yeah. season so far. So there's... There's a really major buildup to the reveal hype. of River Piers. The hype is building. And it's coming. Honey, you got a big storm coming. <laughs> that storm is a river. Oh! Mr. Waller, River's not even a cougar DJ. And Kim here's a pro. Robbie sticks up for Kim, though, pointing out that Kim has worked so hard on the dance. Like, you can't do this to her. You can't just, like, take away, like, this the important interview from her. And Waller's like, oh, well, you make a good point. And how noble of you to stick up for Kim. And like they just kind of leave and everybody slowly shuffles out. Kim ends up leaving as well, but not before giving Robbie a sassy wink of thanks. A thankful a thankful wink. A thankful <laughs> wink, as you might say. <laughs> Grateful, that's the In word. common parlance. Ah, <laughs> uh, the 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 thankful winks, my favorite band. <laughs> How's this one? How do you continue songwriting on the road? Well, that's good, but maybe you should ask how being on the road affects the songwriting process. Ah, oh, better! We get a tiny scene in the radio station where Lily's getting super excited. She's coming up with interview questions for the Pettit Project. Meanwhile, Ray's all sad because Travis is like, Oh, why don't you ask this question? Lily's like, that's perfect. And Ray's like, sour face. I don't have question. <laughs> I am not question mark. <laughs> I have no question mark to give. At Inside, you're on Balloon Veto. Balloons are so geeky. Yeah. We're techies. You are what I say you are. 
And I say, you're helping the Ben. Meanwhile, in the gym, Kim, like, makes a half-hearted attempt to be a little bit nicer, but not really. She says they've got two hours left to the dance, and there's nowhere near being finished, even though the gym looks pretty fully decorated. <laughs> what else they need? Kevin Wagner comes up to her and hands the set list, and she points out, this isn't the set list she approved. And he's like, yeah, we wanted to do this instead. And she starts yelling at the guy. Robbie jumps in and asks her, you know, you don't have any right to tell the band what to play. This isn't Cougar Radio. And it's just, it's turning into a whole shitstorm. And then we cut to Ed and Ted just shredding on the stage. <laughs> Ed and Ted shred. <laughs> Ed and shred. Ed and shred. Kim told them to go help with the band. And their version of helping with the band was going and fucking around with their instruments. <laughs> I'd be very mad. <laughs> but I mean, they're shredding. It's true. They're, Ed and Ted do shred. They're playing well. They are. They are. Yeah, maybe they should have just got Ed and Ted to be the band. <gasps> they should have gotten Entropy! Entropy! Ah! They, they just play You're So Collectible Girl 30 times. Yes. And then Lily jumps in and plays Two Little Monkeys, and that's about it. Yes, perfect. Your band's name is pronounced Pettit and not Petite. Do a lot of people pronounce it wrong? And um, does it bug you when that happens? Yeah, it bugs me to no end, actually, because Petite Project would be the worst name ever. I think people ask that question as much as they mispronounce our name. Oh, boy. We go to uh, Shady Lane's interview with the Pettit Project, and it's it's not going that great. Um, the band seems pretty annoyed that her questions are pretty generic. You know, they're semi thoughtful, but and and semi researched, but they're they seem to be nothing new. And the band seems pretty annoyed. And Travis tries to to jump in and lighten the load, but isn't isn't quite working. And um, you know, the band member they're talking to is getting pretty annoyed. He's like, "Look, can, can we wrap this up?" And then Pronto jumps in with just like goofy jokey question which one of you guys is the biggest slob on the road um i'd say hugo's the stinkiest uh but the rest of the band would probably say me and just kind of takes over the interview and we like cut back and forth between him like kind of chill jokey asking them questions and lily like just like digging her hands into yes. her hair as her hair gets more and more disheveled that she <laughs> it's can't just believe foofing out <laughs> she can't believe that ray is like completely dismantled this interview that she oh. tried so hard to get um, but I mean, the Pettit Project guy is in much higher spirits just answering Ray's questions. And he does a little tag for them right before he signs off, just being like, it's the Pettit Project. You're listening to Radio Free Roscoe featuring the amazing Pronto. So Ray is now, you know, become the, the star of this interaction when Lily was so excited to talk to this band. So the, the interview ends and they're off the air and he's like, yeah, that was pretty good. And Lily just kind of stares at him and then storms out and Travis gives him a look and Ray was like, Alright, I guess not. Uh, I feel so bad for Lily. She's very clearly like very a very earnest approach, like so excited to interview the band and it's just just a flop all around. I did I do love her emotional state through her hair, just as it's getting like wild. <laughs> I relate, my god. Yup. And so we leave the first half of the episode with Lily pissed and Kim pissed and everybody's pissed. So piss. hopefully they won't be pissed for the whole episode. We'll find we, out. we leave the first half with piss. Just sit back and let it go. On today's CanCon commercial break, we are talking about the hit list. Hey, I'm Justin. 
I'm Joey. I'm Lance. I'm Chris. And I'm JC. And, and we're in sync. And you're watching The Hit List. The Hit List was a music video television program that aired on YTV, everybody's favorite. The series first started in 1991, hosted by Tarzan Dan, and had 14 seasons in all. The first six seasons of The Hit List were hosted by Tarzan Dan Freeman, who these days is a radio DJ at, uh, I think it's Q107 over in Calgary, which is fun. I remember Q107. Yeah, so he's there now. Um, after he left, numerous hosts followed him, uh, including PJ Ashna, Leslie, um, and then the last two hosts for the last couple of years were Rob Fournier and Danielle McGimsey. As of fall 2005, the hit list went on an indefinite hiatus and was later canceled. The last two hosts are the people that I remember the most. It's like early 2000s, very like, if you've ever seen like, Jamiroquai's music video for Virtual Insanity with all, like, the white furniture. It's very that. Like, they're on this set with, like, white, plasticky, curvy furniture. Super early 2000s aesthetic. Um, Danielle McGimsey from the show has gone on to host eTalk. She's one of the hosts on Canada's premier entertainment talk show, eTalk. And Rob Fournier, meanwhile, has gone on to become an indie filmmaker. So that's pretty neat. So basically, The Hit List was a show where it was very sort of much musicy, just a block of music videos, but on YTV. And you had these hosts that were doing wraparounds. And it was cool, like, f- especially from the era that I remember in the early 2000s, super poppy. Um, you had a lot of like boy bands and pop stars making their Canadian breaks on there. I actually found a really fun article from the A-side um eight pop acts that made their mark on ytv's hit lists and it's names like aaron carter obviously <laughs> um we got bewitched who's an irish earl group the uh, earl, group? <laughs> earl group a group of earls who just thought they they might cover hey mickey just for the fun of it it's what a fun occupation uh, bewitched which was an irish girl group which like it sounds kind of familiar. It's like B star, like a little asterisk, witched, which is such like an early 2000s thing. Oh my God. We've got My Town, M2M. Oh, love, M2M. Kill love it. me some M2M, Norwegian girl group. Got five, where the first letter is the number five. And then IVE. Again, what a name. O Town. Remember O Town? Ashley Angel from O Town. Uh, Billy, aka Billy Piper. Who went on to become Rose Tyler, of course. Billy Piper. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. We've got... Then we've got Gil, who was a apparently a very popular artist on Hitlist, who was a German singer-songwriter. But yeah, so some of these artists who might not have gotten a lot of play in Canada otherwise would enter into heavy rotation on the Hitlist. Wow. And uh, it's... Unfortunately, you can't really find clips of it, which, I mean... It's mostly just music videos. Yeah. (laughs) You can't really find clips of it, but you can find some, like, fun intros um, or, like, commercial spots for the hit list that capture the essence of it pretty well. I I would like to be the person who refers to music videos as that scene from Hit List. (laughs) (laughs) Remember on that one episode of the Hit List where, like, halfway through, this one guy was dancing? Yeah, that was a good one. That was a good episode. It's a good episode. my favorite character. (laughs) I love Um, his arc. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think he'll get together with Jameer (laughs) Choir? 
the Spotify user Chelney has made a YTV's hit list playlist that's like six hours and 17 minutes long. If you want to go and get the ultimate revisit of what was big in early 2000s pop in Canada, which is mostly not Canadian stuff. That's fine. Um, That's what we do. At the hit list's peak, two compilation CDs were released by YTV and MCA in 1994 and 1996, each featuring pop, R&B, rap, and dance songs that aired on the show's countdown. It was funny, I hadn't heard of the hit list CD, but what I do remember from YTV musically is the Big Fun Party Mix CDs, which are seen as like a spiritual successor to the hit list CDs. Yeah. Definitely remember Big Fun Party Mix. Absolutely. It was like that and those much music like compilation cds that they would put out those are just like perfect snapshots of that year in music so good yeah oh i i like i mean i haven't been to a store like a cd store in a long time partially because of you know the world and all of that but also just because i i don't tend to buy a lot of cds anymore but i remember going into hmv that was one of my favorite things to do was going to like you know, the, the most current release of, of that kind of CD and being like, what's the popular songs? And do I yes. know any of these? <laughs> yes. Maybe two of them? Sick. I have like Big Shiny Tunes, like 11. And I think it's got like a an MCR track that was exclusive to that release, which was like the coolest freaking thing in the world. Wow. And it's funny to think that like now you could just find that on Spotify and it'd be like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there was just... There was something so special about, like, oh, if you get the CD, you get, like, a special track that you can't get anywhere else. It was so cool. So I did find there's some, like, promos and intros and stuff. And I just love the aesthetic of the set furniture they have in early 2000s hit list. It is so, man, like, it's that weird sort of, like, I don't know if it's, like, what we thought the future was going to look like in the early 2000s (laughs) or what. It's great. YTV's hit list Fridays at 7. <laughs> Man, keep it was it all weird. it was all fun and good until I saw those end bumpers. Oh God, yeah, yeah. It's it's funny. Like you see the hit list and it's got like this cool feature look, and then like all the bumpers for YTV were fucking gross. Yeah, YTV's <laughs> aesthetic was just nasty. It was like let's just make things gross. I remember. I think they had a game on their website back when you know all of the networks had mm-hmm. you know. The, the web Aww. games that you play all the time. I think they had one where you were just like a fly going through the sewers or something. Oh, yeah. That's the one game I remember from the YTV website. Yeah. yeah you, were a sewer, you were a fly in a sewer and you were trying to collect like your larva, your larvae or whatever. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. YTV, man. They, they kept it weird, but... <laughs> but at what cost? At what cost? Retro Ontario has an ad for a commercial for YTV hit list, the album from 1994. Warning, the following message is very, very fat. Dan, give us the lowdown on the hit list CD and cassette. It's got 16 fat tracks. TLC, Real to Real, Urban Cookie Collective, and TBTBT. Plus DJ Ray and many more. In stores now, the hitless CD and cassette. Get it for Christmas. That's that. that's the best CD <laughs> commercial I've ever seen. Can I? Can we just watch those first like three seconds again? <laughs> yes. The following message is very, very. 
so aggressive. It's so Fashion. aggressive. Oh, I want. Oh, I'm. I'm gonna P-H-A-T. just take. I'm gonna take just that clip and and watch it forever. Just those oh, three seconds. I They're know. Very bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's great. Um, somebody's made a YouTube playlist called "Remember YTV's Hit List," and they're trying to like basically make a playlist of all the videos that would have gotten heavy rotation on YTV's hit list. It was last updated in March of 2020. So wow. I think it's an ongoing project, which is fun. So yeah, it's it's funny. Like while you can't necessarily, you know, go see clips of the hit list, um, there's some great promos, great uh, intros, and people have made little curation projects to kind of recapture the things that the videos and songs that were heavily featured, which is pretty fun. There is one review of the hit list on IMDb. Uh, hit list, one of Canada's music programs from December 2006 by Cloudy Day 28. Hit list was one of my favorite shows on YTV. I used to watch it whenever it was on the air. Now that I realize it's off the air until further noticed, I'm pretty bummed out. It used to be a show about music and great stuff like winning prizes. Miss those old days, frowny face. Uh, I rated the show a 7 because from time to time there'd be music I wouldn't enjoy, and most I did. I mostly enjoyed listening to music from Atomic Kitten, S Club 7, S Club Juniors, Westlife, and Keisha Shante. Once it's back on the air again, I recommend the show to all Hit List fans, and most of all to everyone who listens to good music. Go Hit List! <laughs> now wasn't that list of bands a throwback? Oh my god. Atomic kitten, my guy. I just I'm immediately seeing the trailer for the Powerpuff Girls movie in my yes. head when I hear yes. Atomic Kitten. It's Atomic Kitten, man. And I seem to remember S Club Seven had like a freaking like TV show or something. Didn't yeah. they have like a show on Y T V? Yeah. Um Yeah, Atomic Kitten was definitely also on the same mix track that the Peta Project's ninety nine lives was on. Oh yes. I think my favorite part of the review, though, is that the reviewer says, I recommend this show to all Hit List fans. <laughs> if you're like, if you're a I, fan, I feel like I you keep watching it, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I also like they're like, this, this is a good show. It was about winning prizes. <laughs> yeah, that's what made it good. The, the only other thing I really found was, uh, randomly enough, a forum post on the redflagdeals.com forum <laughs> red flag deals where Canadians save <laughs> this episode is brought to you by red flag deals <laughs> yes uh, this is by the user headhunter who uh, posted it's <laughs> getting weirder yeah I know. it gets weird um, who posted on July 3rd 2005 about the series finale. After 14 seasons, YTV's hit list is ending. You can catch the show tonight, Sunday, July 3rd at 8pm. They'll be doing a recap of all 14 years from beginning to end. I never watched regularly, but it was something I'd tune into occasionally between commercials or while channel surfing. It's been on the air since I regularly started watching TV. I picked up the show during Tarzan Dan's early run, and it feels really weird to see it go off the air. Current host Danielle McGimsey is also the only Seneca College alumni around my age who's made it big. As a two-time grad who has little employment, surrounded by friends from school who are unemployed, unemployable, or stuck in dead-end jobs for the rest of their lives, I always took some comfort watching her succeed. All good things must end, I guess. <laughs> Thank you for bringing this to the attention of Red Flag Deals. <laughs> 
Yeah. A customer and then, service representative will get back to you <laughs> <laughs> about your unemployment. Yeah. So there's a few other like the the forum thread itself is like three pages long. It's some of it's it's weird. Some of it's like, oh hit list, I love that show. Some of it's like people arguing about like the value of Seneca College education. <laughs> or like <laughs> comparing colleges get like, wrecked or one of my favorites what's the name of that chipmunk chick on ytv and then is people talking about stephanie beard for part oh of my it. god <laughs> oh man uh that's funny red flag deals <laughs> where you go to talk about unemployment go check out the youtube playlist go check out the spotify playlist find the commercials if you can because they're i don't know there's just something about as gross as they are, seeing the old YTV keep it weird stuff, or like the super early 90s, like when everybody was using the word fat, <laughs> spelt with a PH. And uh, yeah, that's the hit list. It's just a music video block with, you know, a YTV spin on it. I don't care if it's just a ticket booth, spruce it up. In the hallway, Robbie and Kim are having this really nice moment. Like, Kim kind of bursts into the room yelling at somebody, and Robbie's like, You're so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> they just have this moment where um, it's really sweet. They've been, they've seemingly been working together really well. And they're like, imagine if we were one person. And Robbie's like, oh, when we're together, it feels like we're one person. Um, and then perfect timing for the band guy to come and be like, hey, do you want to hear the sound check? We're doing the song. And Kim's like, what song? And he's like, Robbie said we could do the original song. And it basically leads to a blow up fight. Lane would be opening up with a song that nobody's heard of by a band that nobody even cares about. I've had enough. We're out of here. The, the dance appears to have fallen apart, and it's bad, man. <laughs> we I don't think we've talked at all about Kim's outfit in this episode. So, like, throughout this whole thing, she is in, like, a powder blue turtleneck, and it is a thick turtleneck. It is a mm -hmm. thick collar on that. But over top of it, she's got a matching, like, blue blazer and pencil skirt combo and it's just insane it's, it's very just, administrative <laughs> it's very administrative it's kind of like the way that they designed dolores umbridge for the harry potter film yes. series yes button blue and <laughs> powder blue absolutely but yeah they the band leaves and the dance is canceled which like just like hook up an ipod yeah, it's it's a high school it's a dance. High school dance. Having a live band was like already pushing it. Just yeah, <laughs> you've you've got a DJ booth. I know that you've got music at your disposal. Mickey, Mickey, you gotta let me in. We go to Mickey's where Ray kind of muscles his way to the front of the line and tells Mickey he's having an emergency. He has to let him in, and you know he explains to Mickey that it's a girl emergency and. Mickey's like, all right, kids, fine. You need help. <laughs> and uh, so basically, Ray grabs a copy of Lily's single, which is still out on the counter, and he takes it to the Pettit Project. And um, he he starts his gambit first by being like, you guys are my favorite band. I have a copy of your live album. And they're like, we don't have a live album. <laughs> like, Why are you lying? To be honest with you, I'm just some kid trying to make it right with a girl that he hurt. But listen, whatever. I guess I'm just sorry to bother you. And he leaves, and the frontman, Scott Comer, he's looking down well, like for a second, then he dramatically looks up. He's like, hey, kid. Yeah, it's, it's a slow <laughs> zoom on him as he <laughs> contemplates whether or not to help Ray. So yeah. it looks like Ray's gonna, gonna get to make it up to Lily after all. 
then we uh we get this one very sad scene where kim's like putting like writing the word canceled on a school <laughs> dance poster while she stands alone in the dark hallway oh jeez. oh jeez. oh man i don't think you can cancel it the day of the dance and it's, right? it's after school at this point yeah <laughs> how are people yeah. gonna know is like are you gonna call everybody <laughs> Yeah, the timelines of how everything ends up working out is very confusing. Yeah. Hey, congratulations on escaping from which mountain? Not now, right? Robbie shows up and he connects with Ray, and Ray mentions that he totally blew Lily's interview with the Pettit Project. And we, we go over and Lily's got this amazing ensemble with a floppy, like, black paperboy cap in her bag, and she's looking all cool. And she's just hanging out with Travis, clearly icing out Ray. Travis isn't bothered at all. He's like, yeah, I got to spend time with Lily. <laughs> I'm the good one now. I'm the good boy. <laughs> the the guys from the band that were supposed to play the school dance come in and, uh, you know, Robbie says, I'm sorry for everything that happened. I just, I don't think it's fair that, you know, you had to play by all these rigid rules. And the guy's like, can you believe she wanted us to start with You Are So Beautiful? Why would anybody want the first dance of the night to be a slow song? And Robbie's like, oh, no, oh, I'm no. an idiot. Because she wanted to dance with me to that song. Yeah, because they were going to have the first dance and they wanted it to be a slow song. And it was Kim yeah. trying, to, trying to do something for the two of them. And he's like, dang it. Book. And somewhere along the way, <laughs> you're probably just standing there and goes, Fuck. I don't know much about these guys, except their food habits, but I do know that they'll do anything for a guy in love. One, two, three, four. Ray mentions somewhere along the line that, you know, the band will help do anything to help out a guy in love. And Robbie takes that as his cue to somehow convince the band to play the school dance. <laughs> yeah, this the, the timeline of this part is specifically confusing because, like, they, they're they at Mickey's. Like the, set up. The, the band has done their sound check. Yeah. How long does it take them to pack up all of their gear and move it to the high school and, and set back up and start playing? And also, how did they just, like, convince them? How did Mickey let that go? This was, like... Yeah, all his revenue. Yeah. The hell? And how does it feel for, the like, all, like, the 20-year-old fans of the band or, like, people <laughs> who are older than high schoolers who are now going to a high school dance to see this show that they paid for? Yeah, God. <laughs> oh, I, it's very strange. I, I don't know that there's any band that I'd be willing to, like sit through a high school well i guess you wouldn't be sitting but i don't think yeah. there's any band that i'd be willing to like go back to high school to no. see especially at this point like i'm 10 years out of high school be like these are babies i can't you're so, so small you're so small what are you doing here but uh yeah now they're now they're suddenly playing at the school dance and kim is super happy <laughs> she's wearing like this weird kind of floral dress and Robbie's still just in a t-shirt but they're making it work they're dancing together yeah and... all of all of the, our boys look very um you know consistent with their usual look none of them have tried to dress up at all yeah no judging up for the dance although I feel like either Ed or Ted is wearing a tuxedo t-shirt which is pretty great um we get some brief Ed and Ted moments where they're you know, dancing with Robbie and Kim, or more accurately, trying to dance with Kim, and Robbie has to, like, rescue her from their antics. Man, we really blew the roof off this one, eh? You make a good team. I don't know, we're at each other's throats half the time. Do you think it's worth it? Definitely worth it. Everyone's enjoying the Pettit Project. Waller comes in and is a big dork on stage, as he always is. Does this school know how to rock or what? Huh? 
Rock on! And then uh, the band says, we have a new one to try. We're hopefully we will do it justice. Don't tell me what to do. That's my song. And Lily like freaks out, assumes it was Travis that did it, but it turns out it was Ray. And he like sticks out his tongue at Travis when Lily goes to give him a big hug. So the the, the rivalry continues as these two keep trying to one up each other. Yeah, and we we end the episode on everybody dancing. Um, you know, Kim is so happy that Robbie did this for for her, and he says, "I did this for us," which is very oh. cute that he was you know he. Got the band for for the dance to, to make Sweeties. it right. So we've got them dancing together. We've got um, Travis asked Lily to dance <laughs> as kind of a way to get back at Ray for stealing this moment. And then Ray quickly buds in when he has an opportune moment. So we, I guess yeah. the, the, the three of them did go to the dance together. Yeah. I love Travis comes over and he's like, you know what? I, I kind of feel like dancing. And then he like awkwardly like scoops Lily away. This is in his very Travis fa- fashion. And it's it's great. It's a very fun, wholesome high school episode. Man, I re- this this is an iconic episode for the series for sure. Just like the idea that you'd get this band that you're super hyped about to play at your high school, mm-hmm. and to f- be freaking like, I I feel like you know Lily's ecstatic and everything, but I feel like if I were a musician like a young starting out musician and a band I loved and respected just started playing one of my songs, I would lose my shit. <laughs> I would be like dying. It's very cool. So over in Mickey's Discs for this episode, we've got Three Cheers for Me by The Pettit Project, 99 Lives by The Pettit Project, <laughs> Used to Be Alone by The Pettit Project, Maybe by N-E-R-D, and Fully Aware, Fully Prepared by The Pettit Project. I'm sensing a theme. Yes. So we've talked about The Pettit Project a bit. The only thing I'll add is we got a really nice piece of fan mail recently, and the the sender of the fan mail sent us a video (laughs) of the lead singer of The Pettit Project playing a drinking game where he watches the RFR episode and drinks every time that The Pettit Project name gets mentioned, which is... Hilarious. <laughs> Absolutely delightful. Yeah. So search Radio Free Roscoe Pettit Project drinking game if you would like to watch Scott Comer with a very 2007 haircut getting drunk while watching RFR. If you're not already, you can follow us on social media. You can find us at Podcast Free Roscoe on Facebook and Instagram or Pod Free Roscoe on Twitter. You can also send us an email if you like. Feel free to send us any other weird RFR related links that you come across. Um, let us know what you think of the show, what do you think of RFR, what do you think of Canada things. If you want to, feel free to send us an audio clip. We'll put you on the air. Miscommunication style. Yes, pitch control. <laughs> so for now, this is Podcast Free Roscoe, signing off. <laughs> <laughs>